Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen. And so are you! Screamers, and welcome to another Halloween bonus episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets bent. This is episode 162, and tonight we're going to take a look, a spoiler-free look, at the brand new, well, not so new, because it's pretty much out of the theaters, zombie movie from Korea, Train to Busan. Now, I'm telling you up front that this movie is Amazing. If it's playing in the theater still anywhere near you, stop what you're doing right now. Stop listening to this recording. Come back to it later. Go buy your ticket. See the movie on the big screen where it belongs right now. Because yes, you can believe the hype. It is actually that good. And it's so good that I'm going to play the trailer right now, even though it's in Korean. Because somewhere out there, Some of you must speak Korean, and so you guys can enjoy it, and the rest of you, well, just suck it up, buttercups. Try to be international and stuff. God. Come on, ride the train. You can ride it. Come on, ride the train. It's a zombie train. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. Whoa. I'll stop doing that now. Now, as many of you longtime listeners know, the Scream Queens Horror Podcast has been pretty much a zombie-free zone. Since the, uh, since the inception of the show... I've avoided the topic of zombies almost completely. Why, Patrick? Well, I'll tell you why. I, as you've been long-time listeners know, I'm just kind of done with them. It's been an oversaturation of the market for a very long time. 
99% of the zombie movies are coming that are coming out are bottom of the barrel, bargain basement, pieces of garbage. Because, you know, anybody can slap some dark eyes on some neighbor's kids and, you know, get your iPhone out and make a movie. And somehow they get pick up, picked up and distributed. And it was such a glut. And there were other podcasts uh, that, that friends hosted that fo- focused... I can't speak today. That focused specifically on the zombie genre that I felt I can let all of this go by. Yes, there were exceptions. Yes, I covered Dance of the Dead with my prom date. That's not the name of the movie. Dance of the Dead, I covered it with my guest host, George Ann, who was my prom date back in the day. And, of course, the off-Broadway musical Zombie Prom when I had composer Daner P. Rowe on. I'm sure there's been a couple of other instances here and there, but for the most part... I'm letting zombies slide. So when I heard that there was this hot new Korean movie out that featured zombies on a train, I said, that's nice. Dum-de-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum. And I said, I'll catch it on video someday, maybe, whatever. I just don't care anymore. But as time went on, I kept hearing the buzz. And the buzz kept building. And the buzz was coming from unexpected sources, coming from people who are tired of these movies, people who don't like horror movies at all, people who just, well, you know, wise-ass people, not that they're wise-asses, but their asses are wise, people saying, this movie is amazing because it's working on a different level than your average zombie movie. I said, okay, you know what, I'm in. So I called up my friend, Bruce Ward, who I was hoping to have on this podcast right now. He's a huge fan of zombies. And he's great. He's a longtime activist. He's a playwright. He's a singer. He's a fabulous dude. And I said, great, this is how I can get him on the show. And he said, yeah, I'll come. Awesome. Yay. And I looked in the paper, and literally there was one more screening anywhere in New York City. And it was at 3.30 that afternoon, and it was 2 o'clock. I said, Bruce, there's only one more screening, and then it's going to go away forever. He said, well, I can't. I'm doing something, you know, really gay and fabulous. I said, well, cancel it. And he said, I can't. I can't. I said, well, suck it up, buttercup. I'm out of here. Ping. Sorry, Bruce. Since this is going to be a spoiler-free discussion, perhaps when the movie does come out on DVD Blu-ray, I will do a full episode on the show, on the movie, because it is damn well worth it. Now, in Train to Busan, we're focusing on mainly a dad, this very, very, very dedicated businessman dad, who really kind of likes work more than he likes being around his very teeny tiny little daughter. Now, he's separated from the kid's mom and his wife. It's just the same person. What? Spoiler. Sorry. No. <laughs> and they don't get along. Obviously. He doesn't know her at all. He doesn't attempt to know her. He's all wrapped up in his business. And all this poor little girl wants. She wants to go home to see her mother. In the town of Busan. She's even willing to take the train to Busan by herself to go there, despite the fact that she's like six, seven, teeny, tiny, teeny, teeny, tiny little nugget of a thing. 
Because it's her birthday. Her birthday, not her mom's. It's her birthday. But dad, you know, says, no, I can't let you do that. So he actually puts work on hold to escort this teeny tiny little child person on an early morning bullet commuter train to Busan. I mean, after all, the trip's only 90 minutes. What could possibly go wrong in 90 minutes? I'll tell you what can go wrong. There could be a fucking zombie apocalypse and the world could end all around you. Now, what separates Train to Busan from pretty much every other zombie movie out there is this movie's got a huge heart. Despite it being action-packed and gore-packed and terrifying and thrill-a-minute, you actually care about these characters and they're managed to do this in a way that's not manipulative, that you're not having these, you know, sob story plot lines, backstories shoved down your throats in a conspicuous way. Somehow, even though we hardly know anybody's names and all the characters on the train, aside from the, the dad and his daughter, are your basic trope types in this sort of situation. There's uh, two older ladies that are traveling. There's a big muscle man dude who kind of looks like the Korean Guy Fieri. And his wife is there and she's extremely pregnant. There's a whole teenage baseball team that's there. There is the incredibly evil older corporate dude who is your villain in any kind of movie like this. They're all pretty much stock characters and while we don't spend a lot of time with them, the time that we spend with them, for some reason we get in touch with them in a way that you don't normally get here so that when people die and oh boy do they die it's often heartbreaking. I cried at a zombie movie. Not only did I cry at a zombie movie, I cried four completely different times for completely different reasons. And what was amazing, after the movie was over, I stood up, you know, the, the credits are happening, I stood up, I turned around, the ten or so other people behind me in the theater all sniffling, tissues out, eyes all red. I'm like, okay, so it wasn't just me. This is an emotionally wrenching as well as an exhilarating and terrifying journey. And the zombies here are quite terrifying. They are your fast-moving zombies. And it does not take long to turn. It takes seconds for you to turn, similar to a 28 Days Later rage virus. But oh, no, no, these people are dead, 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 dead. I don't know where they got the cast to play these zombies because, let's face it, there are a lot of them and all of them seem to be some kind of gymnast because the contortions that they're doing, particularly leaping up off the floor when they've been knocked down or when they first turned, usually involves them getting up without using their arms, so it's like this fancy backflip kind of stuff with heavy makeup and crazy costumes. I'm like, where did you get these people? That's not CGI. Yes, there is some CGI in the movie, but it is used sparingly and it is used well. Most of the effects do seem to be practical. And Yahoo for that. Now, I'm not going to go into the origins of why this is happening, but I am going to say that it's not just on this train. It is happening everywhere. It just so happens that as the doors were closing before the train left, one got on. And bad things happened from there out. And another thing that's interesting is that 
at a certain point, human nature begins to take over, and the humans are beginning to, the, the, the living, I should say, are turning on each other, and class division is happening. And it's an incredibly tense, nail-biting situation. Like I said, there's a character who is pregnant. Very, very, very pregnant. I'm thinking, okay, by the time the last reel rolls, if she survives that long, you know she's going into labor. And as the movie's going on and she's not going into labor, and I'm thinking, okay, is she going to die with that baby in her? That's fucked up. They're going to kill a pregnant woman? Okay, maybe not. I don't know. But the thing is, what kept occurring to me, I'm like, there's a character on this train who has a time bomb in her uterus and I'm on edge waiting for that to go off and <laughs> waiting for the bomb in her uterus to go off in the midst of all this other insane action and there is some crazy crazy stuff in here and what I also thought this is also a complete sidebar frequent guest of the show Elena Acker she spent a good time working in Korea at, at some kind of educational theme park yeah there there are amusement parks over there teach you things you should learn how to speak English at an amusement park and this is why we as a country are in last place when it comes to education because we don't think learning is fun but hey that's not the point right now but she told me that she went to see that movie The Host over there the sci-fi movie The Host the big monster movie that the audience was just howling and laughing the whole movie because apparently the funniest thing you could do in Korea is fall down like that is the height of comedy so there are some pratfalls in here that, yes, are incredible and action-packed and scary, but I'm also thinking, well, the Korean audience is howling, laughing, and I turned to my right a little bit because there was a Korean couple down the aisle from me, and they were giggling and laughing. I said, uh-huh, Elena Acker taught me something, and I didn't even have to go to her amusement park. No, I didn't. So, aside from ditching my friend Bruce to go see this movie, I went to go see it in Times Square at the AMC there, and they've instituted this new policy where when you buy your ticket, you get to select your seat in the theater like you were going on a plane or to a Broadway theater you have to select a seat I'm thinking okay it's 3.30 in the afternoon on a Thursday it does wow I'm the only person who's bought a ticket at this point I'm picking this awesome seat in the center by the rail so I can put my feet up and not wear pants and I got in there and there's not a soul I'm very happy I'm like okay well I'm eating my popcorn and I'm taking off my pants I'm gonna be comfortable and then just as the first of the coming attractions started to roll, other people came in. Oh, no. Oh, no. So I already resent these people. The second they walked in, I'm like, how dare you? How dare you? I'm not putting my pants on just to spite you. You bastards ruining my half-naked viewing experience in Times Square. Ew. Wow, well, that's been a long time since I had one of those. What? What? So not only... Do they come in just the movie starting? Uh, the the coming attractions are starting. They sit immediately next to me. There's a theater full of seats, and they sit directly next to me. Now I also realized they were probably taking the assigned seats that they bought, and they were therefore following the rules. This, however, did not make me hate them any less. But fortunately, other people started to come in during the coming attractions, so I was able to forget my hate for these two and just enjoy this incredible 
roller coaster ride of a movie. I cannot recommend this movie more. I don't I know it's been hyped out the wazoo and the hype is true, but it's also the kind of movie I don't think overhyping it will hurt it at all because it's not just working on one level it's working on many men it's like a shimmering diamond facets and faces everywhere you look and every single one of them is gorgeous every single facet of this diamond is just gorgeous okay some of them are blood splattered and you know have like weird eyes and are spewing up black bile but aside from that gorgeous gorgeous everything is beautiful in its own way so Train to Busan I am very disappointed that it is not available on video on demand. Again, I promised Bruce, I said, you know what, I have all these credits on Google Play, Bruce Ward. I'll use some of them. We can rent Train to Busan. We'll watch it together and get you on it. Nope. Sorry. Nope, nope, nope. We're just going to all have to wait to the DVD Blu-ray release. And if you did get to see it, you know what I mean. You know what all these other bastards missed out on. Because seeing it on the big screen was intense. There are some huge set pieces in here. Huge, huge, and I mean huge, like huge. This is the movie, sidebar, this just occurred to me, this is the movie that World War Z could have been and should have been. That movie still baffles me. They had the biggest bidding war in Hollywood history to get the rights to that book only to take the whole book and throw it out the window and make some BS story that was just, I'm sorry, laughable. But I can promise you this one thing, my beautiful, beautiful screamers. You will not be laughing during the train to Busan. You will be screaming and pooping in your pants or crying for the fifth or sixth time if you're me or if you have a heart or if you're a normal human being. No, well, none of you are normal human beings. Don't you ever be normal. None of you. Trader Busan gets the highest recommendation I can give it, and that's two thumbs up, tiara in the air, and pants around my ankles. Okay, so that's going to wrap up this mini-episode. For... Hold on a second. I need a moment to compose myself. Okay, if you want to get in touch with the show, if you've done something amazing this Halloween season, I want to hear about it. Give me a call at 917-720-2047, or you can send me an email at crew at screamqueens.com. And as always, that's Queens with a Z. You can follow me on Facebook by doing a search for Scream Queens Horror Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Scream Queens. I'm on Instagram as Scream Queens and also as No Tiara for you. You can find me there. And if you want to help out the show... In a financial way, which I would greatly appreciate, you can go on over to the webpage, www.screamqueens.com, hit the donate button, and PayPal me some cash, which will hopefully get my computer fixed so I can stop using this shitty laptop and other fun things like that. And hey, when you recommend this show to a friend, and I hope you do, and I know you will, make sure that you tell them that it's Scream Queens with a Z. There's another podcast out there with the same name and we can't be, we, they can't be stealing any of Daddy's Thunder. No, they cannot. So make sure that that, that Z is prominento. I'm sorry, I've got a cat who's now scratching the carpet. 
like a crazy person, which means it is time to wrap this puppy up for another show. Expect another one in another few days because it's the Halloween season. I'll be bringing you extra episodes all month long, all the way through the holiday. And possibly, no, not possibly, definitely, we're going to be having a super marathon for the days leading up to it. Where I'll be putting out a show every day looking at horror movies and other events. Horror movies specifically taking place on Halloween or at Halloween haunted events. Sounds scary? I hope so. I've seen some of them. Some of them are scary in the wrong kind of way, but that's not the point right now. So until next time, my beautiful, beautiful screamers, continue to make the world a creepier place. And remember, the Scream Queen's number one rule, fight or flight, survive the night, make it to the final reel, girl. Or boy, or whatever you want to identify as. It's 2016. I'm open to anything. And the show, Patrick. Holy shit. Whoo. Bye. I go hunting for witches. Heads up, going to roll. Some of the music for tonight's program has been provided by Mavio's Music Service. Check them out at music.mavio.com, bitches! <laughs>